Yeah, yeah, yeah. Welcome to another edition of Views from the Friend Zone podcast. I can say happy Sunday, y'all, because we eventually have gotten back to some semblance of normal as far as the protests dying down. Well, it's revving up, but we're seeing less and less violence during the protests, less and less looting, so I'm happy about that. You see, we, we got a king in the background doing his thing, you know what I'm saying? So We all kings, my brother. Like always, we introduce ourselves. It's your boy, Real Talk Mall. It's your boy, Cliff Rock now. Open shirt poppy, y'all. Yes, yes. Put your so shout out in the air. Shout out to Open Shirt Poppy. He he participated in a protest on Queens Boulevard. Didn't didn't call none of us to come through. If kinda, he, if he would have gave me kinda, the heads up, I would have pulled up. Kind of shady. Not shady. Right. It happened. No, it ain't. It ain't right. happening. So y'all are y'all are out there. Y'all ain't in Queens with me. He's supposed to group text us like, "Yo, boy, we gotta start this movie. Come through." Yeah. And then we would have pulled up. What's the problem? The next, but, one, but, the next one, we gonna all be out there. Yes. Yes. So you know. Obviously, we're doing a podcast, so I, I don't want too too much side talk. Open show, Poppy. Let us know how the protest was, you know, how the vibe was and all that. Well, it was my first ever protest. Um, it's funny because it coincided with my 20-year anniversary in the military. Congrats first to that. The military, Congrats right? to that. Yeah. So that was weird. But um, I first showed up at Queensboro Hall. There was a large gathering, of course, and they were speaking about um, everything that was going on, getting the crowd, you know, excited and um, not inci- excited, but motivated, you know what I mean? Because we were walking from Queensboro Hall on Queens Boulevard to Sean Bell Way, where Sean Bell was killed um, however many years ago by police. Um, so we, we, we marched from Queens Boulevard to Sean Bell Way, which is, I don't know, two and a half miles two and a half, maybe three miles, something like that. Um, and it was just, it was like, I felt empowered. You know what I'm saying? That, that The whole time we marching, you got police on the yeah. side of us, like on yeah. both sides of the, um, of the crowd. And we up there chanting. I was like, no justice, no peace, no racist police. And I made sure I was looking at them when I was saying that, you know, I had my son and everything like that. Let, let them know what your son said. Um, let me see. My son said, I protest today so our children can prosper tomorrow. Yes. And, and then and, it said, and that's Black Lives Matter. And that's beautiful, right? Because a lot of the times when we do things like this, it's not necessarily for us, but it's for our future, right? For, Definitely. for the ones after us to kind of, you know, when they did the boycotts and the bus boycotts and stuff, they knew necessarily that things weren't going to get better in their lifetime, but it was hoping in yeah. our generation things to get better. Unfortunately, we've had progress, but at the same time, we're still stuck behind. Like, and there this, was a few... Go ahead. What we did when we... So we marched all the way. If anybody know Queens, they know how it go. Queens Boulevard to Jamaica, um, down Jamaica to um, Sufton, past the Long Island Railroad yeah. over there. Um, everybody was outside, you know, looking at us. Some people from their apartment was um, banging on their pots and honking and stuff. And then um, we got to Sean Bell Way. There was some more, you know, speeches and stuff. And then one of the kids that were there, that was there talking, they had us kneel down for eight minutes and 46 seconds, which is the time that George um, that, that cop, piece of shit cop, Floyd, was on um, George yeah. Floyd's neck. 
and just kneeling down for eight minutes and 46 seconds. You felt it, The right? wrong fucking time. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? I was like, damn. And can you imagine being on somebody's neck, cutting off their breathing for that long? Like, sidebar, was just... I, I was telling Clifford, right? Like, to, just to give you an idea of how long that is, right? If you ever been in a fight, you could fight with someone for three minutes and it feels like it was a full-fledged fight. Boxing matches are three minutes around, right? Because professional, yeah. professional, right? Because after all that activity, you need a break. So imagine just a knee on your neck for that long. Not Why only you, on your neck, you had two other cops on his back, and it's crazy. It's crazy. It's crazy. Yeah. But that's I'm that's very I'm huh? trying, to, trying to keep my composure because I, yeah, you know I got a lot why, to like. The reason why I'm not as strong to, to completely say F police because it's to me, I, we know good police. And we got, yeah. we got cop friends. We got not, cop friends. All of them pretty much cop family. We got so cop friends. Yeah, cop I, family. Yeah. And, and I, pray, I pray for them every time they go out and do their duty, right? Because, you know, everybody don't always have their best intention when it comes to dealing with police. So we get the job is hard but at the same time you're trained and you chose to be in this job so you have to have a sense of professional decorum when you operate them For case example before we start the show i have a good friend that you know who's a cop he's a cop uh he, he he's a cop of who's the son of immigrants but when you see him he, he just looks white so you you would consider him just a plain white cop and we go back and forth about certain issues and i was telling him that you know I know you're a good cop, but sometimes cops operate with this mentality that I'm not going to speak out against my fellow cop brother, regardless if if it's right or wrong. And at the same time, before before we are in our possessions, we're human beings. And that's what we're really trying to get the bad cops to see, like, yo, you can't see that person as your brother, but you should because it's another human being. You know what I'm saying? I think that's one of the most, that's what separates us from animals, you know what I'm saying? Human beings from animals. We're supposed to have that sense, that thought to understand that like, yo, we should have compassionate for other people. It's, it's, it's funny, because I, I, I spoke with um, two of my good cops. Well, one is like a good friend of mine. We've been friends for years. Um, you met my boy, German, from upstate? Yes, yes, yes. He's NYPD, and he completely understands. He's Puerto Rican, you know what I'm saying? He's from the hood. He, he understands um the 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 anger and the, and and the the just outrage by the community you know what i'm saying he's pissed cuz yeah. he don't like dirty cops neither but he hates the whole anti cop and defund the police because it's type painted of sentiment. with a, it's painted with a broad brush right yeah but this is what i tell him i understand that cuz i'm not saying all cops is bad right but how is it that you don't want us to uh paint or police with a broad brush. Would they do that, that to They do that to us. You know what I'm saying? It's it's more, it's not, oh, most black people are good people. There's just some bad apples. It's no. When you're in the hood, like, everybody's a suspect. Yes. Everybody, you know what I'm saying, is, is liable to do some craziness. You know what I'm saying? These people are animals. You know what I mean? This yeah. is the sentiment. And, and police and, and the force. And, and the same thing you just said, Mom, I, I told them, I was like, um you can't you can't just basically like say okay i'm a good cop and then there's bad cops if you're a good cop 
and you know of bad cops. I feel like every cop, if you've never had to check one of your other officers at any point, then you just you just as bad as them. Because I know you've seen you bad policing. A blind you know eye. Saying? We've, you've all seen bad policing. This yeah. don't just happen once in a blue and there's always somebody with a camera around. Nah, this is behavior that's taking place regularly. Yeah. What were you going to say, Cliff? No, like even when I talk to my cop friends about the situation and, um, you know, they, they, they understand it, but, you know, they, they're training to operate, to be like very militant, to stick together. So it's a time and a place to talk to cops and, and reach out to see what's going on. But, you know, when, it, when, um, when a situation presents itself, they don't really got time to be like, oh, you know, that's wrong, whatever, too. But forget all that. Let's just talk about being be, act like a human. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. Who, I understand that you're a cop, but you're a human there first. Like, when, when somebody's treating somebody like an animal and not even a human, forget that you're even a, a cop. Just as a human. If you've seen that, if you're walking down the street, Mike, and you see a man doing that to another man, whatever, too, what is your normal reaction? You're going to be like, that ain't, that, you're not going to be like, that's not my business. You're going to be like, hold on, what's going on here? Yeah. You know, just being a human, you know? So... The situation is very difficult, especially. No, no. The situation is very difficult, especially when you look at it when you when you're in a uniform. Yeah. But you just gotta take the fact that you know you gotta treat people as a human beings. That's it. Yeah. You know what I mean? And um, <clears throat> last thing I want to say before we start the show is just like, there's a big thing, especially in New York City. They have these signs all over the place, the advertising all over the place. If you see something, say something. And that's regarding to us monitoring terrorism and certain crimes. But police officers got to keep that same energy. Yeah, if you definitely. see something wrong, you got to say something. Yeah. You can't want us to, 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 to be global citizens and, and, and keep, keep our environment safe by being diligent and alert. And you're not operating the same way when it comes to, you know, you know lack of better words, supervising your, your colleague. You know what they say, though? All right, well, I, um, I'll check them. You know, you don't. You want to seem united in front of um, the civilians or the outsiders, and then you check them behind closed doors. Yeah, that's but, what I said. But that can't be the case. I'm, I'm sure y'all probably saw the video um, in the protest of the white cop. This this black woman was on her knees and she had her hands and up. The white cop they pushed her. And the and he pushed her. The black cop and then the black him. female cop yeah. pushed him. Like, what are you doing? You know what I'm saying? That's it. You gotta check them sometimes. Immediately, it can't yeah. be. Oh, I'm gonna do it later behind closed doors. Because nah. you look complacent. You look complicit to what's going but, on. But you know, we can't like like I said, we can't fault them hundred percent because in the academy they, they're taught to, you know, don't go against the grain in front of civilians, right? Yeah. I work yeah. in an environment every day. I see it. Some of the some of some of the shit that go on, I'm like, damn, that's crazy. You you really you really like you you really jacking what's going, like, you know, you agree with this, but I get it. You know, after the situation, they write it up and they talk like, listen, man, you know, I'm not going to be doing too much this. I just lost vacation days for you. I just, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. They talk about it after, but in front of it, like, when you're not on the force or whatever, you, you call the civilian. So in front of the civilian, yeah. you got to stick together. That's just how they was brought up. So some of the injustice, I get it. But when it goes too far, when a man is going to die, you gotta step in as 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 just a regular person. Forget your uniform. That's you worry about your job later. 
that's just as a regular person and something something that's morally wrong, yep. you gotta step in and just do what you gotta do. That's and why that's, I, and that's what that that's why the whole situation is so crazy because it's like even and some of the officers they that that was like their third tour. Yeah. Their third day on the on the fourth. But I don't ever. feel sorry for them because the human the third, yeah. The, like you said, as a human being, you gotta be like, yo, I don't care how how long this person's been on board. Right is right, wrong is wrong. Look, yeah. just just being afraid to not say to your partner, "Hey, look, man, you're going too far." The other cops threw away their lives pretty much too. Yeah, you know. Isn't what I'm it saying? funny? One of the most successful movies was um, one where a white cop had to check his black partner who was out of control for that day. Training day. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> right. And the only reason he checked them is because he was like, you ain't going to pin no murder on me. Exactly. <laughs> and you tried to get me killed. But it's crazy. Yeah, he wasn't, he wasn't even going to confront Denzel until Denzel was like, yo, he paid the dudes to kill him. Like, everything else was going to slide for the day. And that's real. That's that's how the cops be. Like no, that's a fact. Right, so let's, let's go. So let's, let's get, get to the show. Uh, regular schedule show and we want to talk about social media and how it's changing the world one post at a time. And the reason why I say that is there's so many different clips. Like, think about it. It, it wasn't only the fact that George Floyd was killed in the manner that it was. It was the fact that it was captured and posted on social media and went viral throughout the world, right? That's what sparked that change. That's, what, that's why we're currently in the condition that we are. And it seems like so many times we talk so bad about social media sometimes, about people are frauding and people are fronting and, you know, putting out malicious or fake, you know, content or images. But sometimes social media is done well, when they capture these injustices and bring people to justice, right? Yeah. Without, without, without a video of George Floyd being killed in the manner that he was, where would we be at? We, people would still be sweeping all of this injustice under the rug. So the first topic is social media changing the world one post at a time. Social media has been given a voice to, uh, social media has given a voice to previously voiceless. Do you agree or not? Go ahead, Cliff. Um, I, I think social media, I, I think social media is a gift and a curse, right? Mm -hmm. um, social media could be very grateful and positive because it give an outlet to certain people that, you know, never really knew, you never really knew their character, their personality, and what they're about. But also, with the Drew Brees situation, you see how his social media did him, you know, just, just tweeting it and then having a conversation. Now, now, now he's, the bad, he's considered the bad guy in the NFL. Right, so like hey, I well, said, who that? You talking about uh, Drew, Drew Brees? Brees? Drew Brees. Oh, yeah, yeah. So social media could be a blessing when it comes to enhancing business, um, giving somebody a good personality or, or, or um, just a just a different outlook, so people can really get to know who you are. But also, it could kill your career too. One post alone could finish your whole career. Tokyo Tokyo Jets. She 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 was playing around on social media and said, "Oh, I'm a George Floyd you to one of her friends." It went up. Ten shows got canceled. She was already artist on the rise. It wasn't like she had a, a big fan base where everybody knew. Do you even know who Tokyo Jet is? No. I heard of her. That's what I'm saying. Not you really. heard of her. But she was on the rise and, and, and she's doing really bad. So I'm saying social media is a platform where it can help you or it can kill you at the same time. You just got to be careful what you post. But what That's why. 
I love social media. Social media is, is amazing because for that reason, uh, just like you, you, excuse me, like you just said, you have to be somewhat responsible. You see what I'm saying? You want to post all this stuff. You want, you want to give people insight and bring them closer into you and see part of your life. There's a level of responsibility with that. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Um, so I don't feel bad about Tokyo or anybody else that does something stupid like that for the world to see, you know what I'm saying? But um, even getting deeper, not even social media. Um, the Buffalo Bills, I think, backup quarterback, the dude Jake Fromm, yeah. who had some old tweets. You got to be careful about these girls. Now, he know, the problem is he, he, he texted text, a girl tweet. that he trusted. But got to understand. She must have been pissed. Every time you said something out in the world, you got to understand the person that you're dealing with could become yes. an op very soon. Yeah. You gotta you gotta stay on the good side if you're gonna be saying shit like what he said was only the elite white people should be able to have uh, access guns. to certain firearms or guns yeah. or whatever. Yeah, and um, it's that type of mentality. He's a young kid. He's not like as old as Drew Brees is, but it's it's that type of mentality that bugs me out. Like, you know what I'm saying? The, the, the thought process that these entitled white people have yeah. you know what i'm saying and that's the like, problem no one's breaking the cycle right that's why we're that's why we're really screaming out to people like if you want to be an ally it's one you can't stay silent when these things happen too you have to take the time and teach your children right because kids no you know who's breaking the cycle and you said teach your children you seen the video of that little white girl Arguing with her, her father, parents. right? He's checking her Sometimes parents. the children got to teach the parents. That's a fact. She said, she said, no, that's not right. I'm going to tell you what it is. He was like, will you shut up? She was like, no. And he's just like, I went to the ghetto. They don't care about the ghetto. And that's, that, that's, exactly. the, that's the bad part about it, right? Because people come into the situations with their own preconceived ideologies, right? You, you, you go into hard, hardship and if you come into the hardship saying, look at these people, quote unquote, they don't care about their environment. They're acting like quote unquote animals. Like they like to use that term and stuff like that. But they never understand what causes the environment to be that way. The lack of resources, the, the redlining. The systematic racism that led to this. That that. And they don't want to hear that. Exactly. They, so they don't care. My response to social media does give a voice to the voiceless, right? Because yeah. so many times, you know, People who, 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 who may not necessarily have the fame and notoriety can use social media to voice out their concerns, to organize, you know, protests, to like, all it takes sometimes is the right caption, the right voice, the right saying, the right hashtag to get your response and your impact spread globally, right? Sometimes, like, I, I, I've been, you know, I've been on a, a show where it's just like, you know, you say something and it goes viral and then without you knowing it, 40, 50,000 people see it un, unpromoted and stuff like that. That's why, you know, we have to use our platform safe. We have to use our platform responsibility. At the same time, you got to understand, even when you think something funny is a joke, you got to realize how much of an impact that you can have. You know what I'm saying? And, th and that's why it's so critical for us to use our platforms in a way where it's just like, you know what? We're spreading love, we're spreading knowledge, and also we're not being silent, right? Because one of the biggest problems I have is I have a lot of friends who aren't 
you know, black, who aren't Latino, they're of other cultures. But every time when it comes to something like this, they just get radio silent. They won't say nothing. They won't engage. I didn't tell you this, yeah, but scary. one of the things, one of the things that actually, I don't know how to feel about this. I don't know if it, it, it felt um, refreshing or if it felt um, disappointing. At the protest, there was a, such a mix of people out there. You know what I'm saying? There was whites, there was Spanish, there was Asian, there was Indian, there was um, whatever you might think. Everybody from all different creeds and colors. Um, and there was a good amount of black people, not overwhelming amount. Um, but yeah, the white people come out. The white people, yo, and that's, and that's the craziest thing about it. <laughs> when, you, when the white people are enraged and, and the real people who believe Black Lives Matter to be walking next to, um, you know, white women, white men, and they're, they're yelling, Black Lives Matter. It's like, I, I don't know how to feel about it. I mean, I'm, I'm so happy. I'm like, I'm glad you are supporting us and you get it. You know what I'm saying? Um, so that's a start, but just the fact that we got to say that, you know what I mean? But uh, you know, I, you know what you have to uh, give them props for? One, to be honest with you, they can go about their day and still continue to live a great life and not interrupt their life like that. Yeah. So the only way we really get our message to really impact is when we get people who don't look like us to care about the matter, right? Because when it's just us who are protesting and saying things, we get put into boxes. They're just angry. They're just upset. And they don't, they don't give us validation. But when people are compassionate enough to believe like, yo, this is really a human. This is doing, police brutality to minorities is a human issue, right? Just as much as people lose their shit when you abuse animals, it's sad to even make this chorus, you know, the correlation. People from all walks of life lose their shit when you abuse animals. animals. White, black, Asian, Indian, Pacific Islander, whatever. People just, as a collective, lose their shit. They don't hesitate to be like, oh, I might offend people. They just come out and say it. And this is a human issue. When people are brutalized by the police, when people are racially profile when people are killed because of their creed that's a human issue blacks happen to be the higher number of victims of it but it's a human issue at the end of the day it's a human rights issue and that's what we need to see and on, on a complete side note the same thing when people of you know transgender gay bisexual whatever spectrum you land on the lgbtq spectrum when these people are harmed and assaulted and killed because of the, who they are, that's a, also a human rights issue. You know what I'm saying? The problem with it is that we like to just say, I belong to this group and I'm only gonna defend this group. And that's the problem that we have. So the next question is, the next uh, topic, subtopic is, the biggest innovation in social justice has been the camera phone. Agree or disagree? All right, Cliff. What you um, ingesting is as far as what we mean. So like the, the thing that has allowed us to completely make bigger strides in getting notoriety of injustice and getting people informed has been the camera phone. Yeah. Um, you agree or disagree? I agree, but the, you know, the camera phone has been amazing, just especially for us in the African-American community. 
Just think about if he didn't have his camera phone when that thing happened in Central Park. When he told the when he told the lady just put the dog on the leash and the lady was trying to say this African American bed is oh, assaulting it's me. Assaulting me. Think about if he didn't have his camera phone and he didn't record her. What what the concerts could happen? Now now you talk about that 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 black gentleman who was a Harvard Harvard student, business minded. He could have been in a real situation because once the cops come and they see that, you think they're gonna be like, "Oh, what's going on?" Yeah, no. They got you. They want to put. A, they want to put you in cuffs first. Listen, you got which this, is the craziest let's, thing. Let's, let's, We're gonna you put this, you in cuffs while we figure this, this out. You got this white lady making up a false allegation of this man. That's because he told her that he put her dog on a leash. And now all what happens is they're gonna put him in cuffs. He's gonna be. They're gonna be very aggressive. And now he got a situation for something he didn't do. Think about how powerful that that camera phone saved that 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 camera phone saved that his life because even when he gave the speech, he you could see that he was hurt because he was like he couldn't believe what was going on right now. Yeah. You know, think about if he didn't have a camera phone, he just had a regular phone. Yeah, what I think? Um, I think it's wonderful. It's absolutely amazing because everybody has one for one, so anybody can record. But um, I didn't think back to Rodney King, and that wasn't a camera phone. That was actually like a camcorder. Yeah. And that whole thing was caught on tape, and the fucking cops still got off. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it's good. I mean, it can't hurt to have the actual video, visual evidence when you go to court or something like that. It, it, it's always a plus, but it's a spit in the face when you have that evidence which you think would be like open, shut case, and these motherfuckers still get off somehow. Uh, like, that's the thing. Like, Rodney King was almost 30 years ago. Yeah. And, and, 92. And yeah. It was 92. 92, dude. right? Almost 30 years ago. But, but to, to, to agree with you, I get what you're saying, but think about all the, all, all the justice that the camera phone did for us. Yeah. Out of all the situations that you know us, because somebody recorded. Yeah. If somebody didn't record this, this 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 would just be a conversation. Sorry, sorry. If um all 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 the all the injustice that's been going on to African American people, people, if it wasn't for the camera phone, we wouldn't have known half the stories because it would have been remixed. By the time the media and CNN, Fox Five get it, it's a whole nother story. Yeah. So they're gonna cut half of the story apart and they're gonna put the story that that makes it seem like. Oh, we were aggressive in, yeah. in the situation. So the camera phone is just a blessing in itself. Yeah. I think yeah. the reason why it's the greatest innovation for us for social justice, that and the combination of the internet and social media is like a, you know, the holy trinity of it. It's because a lot of times, a lot of crimes are either brought to justice or, or, or prosecuted on word of mouth. And usually when the word of mouth is you against the you against law enforcement. Law enforcement word is held to the highest standard compared to you. So now this is why this is why this is what we protesting for yeah. to change the law in regards to how uh, cops are prosecuted. Yeah. Now any cop that got a problem with that, that makes me think that you got something to hide or you're not doing your job right. We're gonna, we're gonna get to that in more detail yeah. in this topic, but it's just like ha having visual recording of events allows you to, you know, and, and thank God that people are being great global citizens and are recording when they see these interactions, right? Because 
if, when the cops is messing with you and you pull out your phone to say I'm recording you, a lot of times they get so aggressive to you, you don't even get the chance to record. It's, it's few instances where you get to pre-set up your phone and know that you're about to have an interaction. And then, uh, um, who was it? The Not the, the head of the cop, whoever they are. I forgot his name. In New York or what have you. He wanted to make it to where people can't record the cops doing their job. Right, that's, that's the next topic. What the? <laughs> I'm leading you into it, yeah, man. I'll set no, you up. But would you not let me finish my thought? So, um, <laughs> what you call it? So, having that combination of having the visual proof of, of what you're saying has allowed us to be able to combat some of the reporting that sometimes officers say, you did this, you was aggressive. You reached for the fun. I feared for my life. And then even with visual evidence, we get disputed a lot of times. But now, because of this, this, this escalated height of, of recognizing that, look, these things aren't always what they seem. For instance, in Buffalo this past week, a 75-year-old man who was on the streets, it doesn't, from what we see, it doesn't appear that he was aggressive towards the cop. It looked like he went to the cops to ask them something. It was like, get out of my way, push him to the ground, busted his head open. Thank God. He's he, bleeding. He was bleeding out of here. Yeah. And they just they, walking. They just walked over him. Thank God that he's he's in stable but critical condition. And the crazy he was a white man. It, white man. The crazy thing about it is they suspended the cops, the two cops who were heavily involved in that situation. And the outrage of the Buffalo police involved, 50 police officers, 54, 54 police officers quit their job. They didn't quit the job. They quit the task force. They, quit the they task ain't force. stupid. Okay. But, <laughs> they but, don't want to do the task force but no more. But is, fuck it, quit. I would say quit. If you got a problem with that, you should quit. But the thing about it is just because you're being held accountable for your actions, that's the number one thing that this whole thing about is accountability. Anyone who always, because you always hear from, you know, outsiders that if you were, quote unquote, behaving, things won't happen to you. If you were doing the right thing, these things won't happen to you. And you see that it's equal opportunity for bad things to happen for people, even when you're, when you're just kind of minding your business. We've seen pictures of people who's just like, yo, I wasn't even protesting. I was walking alongside the side of protesting. Rubber bullets shot into their head, piece of flesh missing off their head, almost dead. And think about it. If they shoot you that directly with a rubber bullet, imagine they was using a regular bullet. Well, these cops are so used to not being held accountable, bro. So it's like, and, now all of a sudden you want me to follow rules? I'm enforcing the law. I didn't say I had to follow it. <laughs> and that's the crazy you know what I'm So we'll get to the last topic on, and this topic was social media changing the world one post at a time. And this is what Open Shop, Open Shirt Poppy was alluding to. The president of the Internal Order of Police Officers, which is a which is a union of police officers, three hundred thousand deep across this country, wants to make it illegal to film cops doing their job and make it punishable by law of fifteen years. This was a statute that that um that was in place, and then they they had took it down a long time ago. But this person, who's the head of the police order union across the country wants this to be put back into place which is absolutely nuts because to think about it it's saying to me this is what it's saying i'm so 
used to not being held accountable for my actions, the audacity that you want to record me performing my job makes me feel uncomfortable. Now, don't get it twisted. If they want to put in a law in, if you're prohibiting the police from doing their job, like you're, you're jumping in their way, I could get where you could kind of gray area that. But to say, if I'm, if I'm an equal distance away from you, but I'm just recording what's happening so that I can make sure that civilian is safe, mm -hmm. and you're trying to make that a crime punishable by 15 years, that's nuts. Go but you, you see, there we go. Like, the, the reason why they're trying to do that because how great the phone, how, how phone, the phones are doing for justice for African-Americans, just people in general. The fact that people can record and put it out there, you can really see how your favorite actor thinks <laughs> behind the scene, your favorite athletes, everybody. It's not just the police that's going through whatever too. The phone is a, being able to record and capture a certain thing is the best thing that happened to people, period. It, 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 it helps because all the killings that we had, all the things we had, half the stuff would have been not even talked about. They, how are you gonna give somebody 15 years to report and to, to showing, showing the injustice that's going on across the board. It's not just happening to black people, whoever. People in general. And just, cannot do and, that. and just to reiterate what I said earlier, you literally had a promotion saying, if you see something, say something. Say something. This, is this is literally living up to that. You know what? I if see I see something, I record something. <laughs> I'm recording it. And then now you have a problem with it because we're exposing America's ugly side and the truth of law enforcement. Go ahead, Mike. If you see something, say something. Unless you see cops doing something, then, then they don't want to say anything. Mind your motherfucking business nothing. after that. That that I feel I feel the same way. And, and, and honestly, I think him coming out and stating that and trying to get that put into law, he needs to leave, he needs to not be in that position anymore. Yeah. Because I I didn't hear or or read exactly what was his reasoning behind it. But I can't see how you can justify that. Yeah. How you can justify? It. They put body cameras on the cops specifically because and they, they turn want to it make off sure. during the situation. That's when the they thing. Got the man in Louisville. They can turn them off. When, when yeah. uh, recently, last week in the protest, a business owner who owned a barbecue uh, business who let cops come to his barbecue business eat for free in Louisville was shot and killed by police and some members of the National Guard. They're saying that he opened fire first, right? Which to me, anytime I hear this, I'm always saying with a grain of salt, in this time period, who is going to just open fire in front of the police in their right mind? But my thing is, boom, as police officers, you have body cam to confirm what you're saying, right? And all of their body cams were turned off? Yeah, Does wow. that make any sense? What a coincidence. It's yeah. that... So many times the body, oh, I, I forgot to turn the body cam on. No, it should be second nature to have your body cam on, especially engaging these things. And if it's not on, you should be held accountable. You should be punished. Of course. Like, that, that's, that's, some, that's something you got to explain. Why was your body cam not on? Mm -hmm. You know, the body, the body cam was what? It's supposed to help law enforcement to improve certain things, also to catch. It's was, supposed to protect them. Yeah, it's supposed to protect, protect them from so people if, filing false claims to, and stuff like I'm, that. If, if you're trying to protect each other, why all your cameras got turned off? It was a it was a code of silence that basically this is about to turn left, and we got we got to do what we got to do. Yeah. So and my my thing also is, if if you are so 
genuinely convinced that you feared for your life, why wouldn't you want to have the camera recording to, to, to validate what you're saying? I feared for my life. Look at the crazy situation I was in and I acted accordingly. My, my thing is such a, it's such a loaded statement. I feared for my life. That allows cops to get off, you know, un, unresponsible for their actions. And my thing about it is, don't get it twisted. We all acknowledge that being a police officer is a hard job, right? Hard job. You leave your house, you come home. Every day you come home is a good day. My thing about it is there's an implied danger in your job. So you can't really nearly always say, I feared for my life. Don't get it twisted. You are allowed to be scared. But for them to always use that statement, I, I reacted this way for a fear for my life. I didn't see a gun, but I thought he was reaching for a gun. All of these implied, you know, excuses for lack of better words my thing about it is if that's the way you're going to operate always aggressive always looking to exterminate before you de-escalate situation you're not in the right position you're not doing the right job you're not and it's if i if, if i'm afraid if i'm scared of blood and having people's life in my hands i shouldn't be a doctor, be a doctor. <laughs> i shouldn't be a surgeon my thing i should do something else my thing, you, for you to drastically automatic for 15 years, 15 years of somebody recorded, when we're not even sure if the people that did this harsh crime is going to receive 15 years? Yeah, they don't even get 15 years for murdering citizens. No, then that wasn't... How many times are charged... What, what I'm saying... Cops are charged with first-degree murder. I'm, I'm, it's never first-degree. What I'm telling you is this. They break it down to second and third-degree murder, right? Because once you do that, it goes from... 15 to 10 to 7, then with good behavior, it goes to 3 to 5. Next thing you know, that, that cop is in a program, and now he did two, two and a half years, and he's out. It's so many. Let me tell you something. And he gets home. to get a good job when he yeah, leaves. When, 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 Not a police when officer, but security, come, private security or something. When it comes to the force and stuff, it's so much things that you can get away and, and make somebody sentence lower, no matter what the crime is. Mm -hmm. No matter what the crime is. Because all they got to do is put in the media that he got this, this amount. But then behind closed doors, they could be like, all right, he never had a record before, never any more priors. Let's put him in this program. Let's, let's do certain things. And don't get to higher up. They all in cools with each other. Next thing you know, he did five or six years when he was supposed to do 15 and another 10-year slot. So they always could cover up what they want to cover up. So my thing is, you trying to give an innocent civilian 15 years for recording something that's unjust. More, more time than you'll give the officer who committed the it crime. It doesn't make no sense. No sense at all. Across the board. And it, 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 it just show you even the head of the union for all the police, whatever, too, he has some kind of racism or some something's going with, something is wrong with him. I'm not saying he's racist, but something's wrong. You can't expect to give a civilian 15 years for recording something that's not right. And then also the person that's murdering don't get first degree murder because he's a police officer. Let me say this. It's, it's crazy that officers are saying, I'm hearing a lot of officers saying, oh, we're under attack. Our, our, our way of living is under attack. You, this is the bed you made. You're not under attack because people are just being ridiculous. This is the bed you made, the consistent lack of accountability. You know what I'm saying? And, and, and I feel like, you know, they always want to do backgrounds of when, when they kill someone black to say, oh, look, he, he caught 
He had tickets before. He got arrested 25 years ago for, for, for some, some stupid ass crime and stuff like that. But then a lot of times we find out that these cops who are supposed to go through stringent background checks have ties to white supremacy groups, KKK groups, this, that, and the other. Or, or, like, or like the cop who killed George Floyd. How are you going to have 18 complaints against you? 18 and 18. no kind of discipline? And, and, and my thing about it is anybody, anybody who works at a job, I worked in corporate America, whatever job, you get written up more than three times, you don't usually keep the job. No. Exactly. One time is a warning. Second time they put you on probation. That third time you you're done. You're done. It's a three strike rule. But to get 18, 18 incidents against you, it's it's more than a pattern, my G. It's it's a lot. It's a lot. But it all. But when when it comes to law enforcement and, and that kind of work, whatever, too, the fact that you have a union, the union could to, to union to, fights for you. Union fights. Yeah, for I know. You. I'm a union man. Even, Cliff, even, you're a union man. That's what I'm saying. So you. Yeah. I, I can I can I can literally not go to work for for a good two three months. But if I got if I if I go to my good union director, I gotta be union director and go to him and explain why he gonna go in there and fight. And most likely I get to keep my job. So it all depends who represents you. Well, law enforcement's a little tricky. So those yeah. eighteen complaints could be all tic tacs. Like all right, his union was like, yo, it wasn't you know. It wasn't a, a, a much of a big deal. Not saying that he didn't do nothing wrong, yeah. but you know, when you're a union worker, unless you're just straight up not doing your job, you're not gonna get really fired from your job. This, my, this my is th the thing. This is the thing, and I think this is bringing it all full circle. This is the thing. Why we protesting and why people are so upset about this? Police are supposed to be held to a higher standard. Exactly. Yeah. When I put my uniform on and I serve the country in the Air Force, yeah. I wear that uniform. I have to be better than I can be when I'm just regular civilian, Mike. You know what I'm saying? I'm held to a higher standard because I am now representing something. They're supposed to be law enforcement. They're supposed to set the example on what we're supposed to do in society. Not only are they not living to a higher standard, we just want them to live to a normal standard as and civilians. be held accountable. Be held accountable like every other civilian is held accountable for their actions. Yeah. They got it even lower. They're not held accountable. They can do what the hell they want. It's, it's, crazy. it's crazy. Let me say this last thing and then we're going to move on to the next topic. If, if they're not being held to a certain standard and they have training, how are we supposed to have civilians be able to comfortably react and act with these people who are quote unquote scared for their life when we're scared for our life too. And we have valid reasons and proof that we continually to get killed to be like, yo, it's an honest, honestly, when you say you're scared when you interact with cops, you can see why. But for some reason, they're allowed to say, I was scared for my life, and that'd be the end or be all. But we're gonna move on to the next topic, you know, and still kind of similar vibe, right? Is when silence speaks volumes, right? And we kind of, I said it kind of said it earlier when you, when you have your friends who aren't of the culture, you know, always say how they love you and enjoy you and respect you. But at the same time, when issues that affect you arrive, it kind of be like, well, that ain't really my problem. So I'm going to stay out of it kind of thing, you know? And the reason why also another topic that I want to touch on the silence speaks violence is there's been video recordings of police officers. There's a famous video going that got viral of a soldier 
who's standing guard at a protest and it's like, say it loud, I'm black and I'm proud. And he's whispering it, say it loud, I'm black and I'm proud. It's a black soldier, right? And he knows his job is to defend and keep order, but he's hurt and he's touched by what's going on. Have y'all seen that video? Yeah, I've seen it. No, I haven't seen that. Yeah. He was so, a soldier. A soldier he was, and, he, he was and he's whispering, yeah. say it loud, I'm black and I'm proud. Like he, he's with the people, but at the same time, because of work, he can't really fully indulge himself into the movement. So the first question is, when, when, when your non-minority friends remain silent about the issues that affect you, how do you feel? Like I have so many friends who are of you know, different cultures outside of you know, Black and Latino, and they love me, they always wanna hang out, they want me to have dinner with them, meet their family, they think I'm a good guy. But when these issues arrive, it's like they say nothing or they avoid it, and to me, my thing is, if you care about me, you got to care about me all the way. You can't care about me because I'm a fun guy. Yeah. You got to think about, you. to me, it's a human, like I said, it's a human race issue. I need your human capacity to come out when these things happen. How do you feel, Mike, when your non-minority friends remain silent when these issues? I mean, like, like they've been saying, that silence speaks very loudly, speaks volumes. You know what I'm saying? Um, I don't... I don't mind having uncomfortable conversations. I'm comfortable being uncomfortable in most situations. So I'll call them to task if I feel that um, there's somebody who I would expect it from. I think we all know who we deal with, whether it's a friend, associate, or however you see him. You know what I'm saying? Um, but if it's somebody who maybe I would have expected something different, I would expected them to speak up, or, or they claim to be you know, real supportive and da 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 I would then call them the task. Like, yo, I don't hear you. Like, how you feel about this? You know what I'm saying? Like, my closest friends, and that's why I know, I don't even know before situations like this. They Who gonna, who gonna say something? Who gonna step up? You know what I'm saying? So the ones who don't, I'm usually not surprised, but if I if I would expect that from you and, and then you silent, I have no problem just being silent with you for here on out. <laughs> no, honestly, I, I I can respect the silence when you're not educated about it. I, I I'm cool with that, right? No, no, I, I'm a, that's I'm, becoming an excuse. Ex yeah. No, no, that's I'm becoming an excuse. No, listen, I get what you're saying, but I'm gonna explain that, right? For instance, there was a situation. I don't want to elaborate too much. It's my job. You know, somebody who wasn't educated sent a crazy email in my job, Mike. Like it was, it was extreme to the point where you come back and you read this email and you like, 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 what? Is, what just happened? What was it and about? Then, huh? What was you it don't want to get I can't yeah. elaborate on it because okay. it got crazy. It got real. Like he's a big dog head, big dog and everything. I'm not gonna go to the, the name, but what I'm saying when you read the email, you like. You, you literally felt your body shaking because it was inappropriate. So, and, and, he, and, and he's somebody who spoke about the situation of the whole George Floyd situation, right? And um, he didn't even get a check. Like, he didn't get a background check to ask any of his African-American friends or anybody to see if there's appropriate email. He shot it, he sent it, and it went crazy in there, okay? Everybody's mad and... and, and I don't want to go too much into it, but what I'm saying is, I rather somebody don't speak on it if you don't, you're not educated about you, uh, educated about it. Because at the end of the day, 
You have some white friends. I have some white friends. More have some white friends. They never been around African Americans until they met you, and that's real talk. So they can't they can't speak up or step up for certain issues when they don't know nothing about it. So a silent killer that's not educated about what's going on, you can't feel how I feel as being a black man every day if you don't know the struggles that I have to go through. Even when I'm in meetings and stuff, I got to act a certain way. I can't act the way you act in a meeting because it's consequences to my action. So mm -hmm. I respect the silence. I don't respect people who are speaking publicly that doesn't have a fucking clue. That's what disturbs me. Like you, you have never been through anything that says that you're African American, and then now you want to speak up and act like you know, you know. Even, even for um situation, not my boy, but I was talking to my boy Odd, and one of his his friends, quote unquote friends, said, "Beach lives matter. Beach lives matter too." But it's Beach like, lives. what does that mean? Beach lives matter too. Like basically, like oh, it's just not black lives. Like beach, like going to the beach, like just making fun of yeah, it. A stupid it, joke. It stupid, was, like, it, it that was, didn't land. It's a, it was an insensitive joke. But and I and then, and then it wasn't me to check him, but I was like, yo, ah, these are the people you hanging with. You need to evaluate your situation. I'm not. I'm listen. I don't give a fuck who you are. Fuck boy is a fuck boy. I don't give a fuck if you have a hundred million dollars. I'm good on that. You can't do that. It's right now. We all feel like we got hit with this one. All the other things that happened in the past happened, but this one touched home because you you look at that man's face and you could tell that he was not he he he. It, it was a look of I, I like like he was. I, I'm a, I'm gonna do this and it doesn't matter because yeah, I'm good. I'm gonna get away I, with it. It was a double oh, no. looking at man. I, I don't a, care anybody. It, it was a double man, looking at man. Look it was a look of I'm above the law and this nigga's gonna die today. That, yeah. sorry, excuse my language, I know we're on a podcast, whatever, too. Yeah. But I'm okay with the silence when you're not educated on, on, on the topic and you don't really want to offend anybody. But don't jump out the window. You don't know. You don't have a fucking clue to wake up to be a black man in this country. Being a black man in the country is not a privilege at all. We see it every couple. Every, it's a burden. Every I'm, couple I'm proud to be black, years. but it's a burden. Of course, 100%. Every yeah. couple months. We, it seems like every couple of months we're talking about the same thing. You can even from our podcast. It's every couple of weeks yeah, now. Listen, listen, even weeks. through our podcast. And we go through half our podcast. We, 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 some of our podcasts we're talking about being racially profiled. Like, it's, it's, it's just disgusting. So I'm okay with the silent people who don't have the education of knowing what's going on. I'm cool with that. Yeah. But when you want to jump out the window and act like, Okay, it is what it is. It ain't is what it is. But I'm not saying the, the silent people, like, they don't know the facts, so they can't really speak on why stuff is wrong and da-da-da-da. I'm talking about the people who just, you know, maybe won't even engage you in the conversation. Be like, yo, it's a lot but, of crazy stuff know going what? on right now, bro. How you feeling? How you feel about this? This is, me, this is wild. Let me, let me step is, in. Let me step oh, in to say something, right? I, I understand... Where, where Cliff is coming from, but my thing about it is the, the caveat I have to make to what you're saying, there's a difference between being uninformed or uneducated on the solutions, right? I don't look to my white allies or my non-African-American, non-Latino, right? Because let's be honest, this issue affects black and brown people more highly than any other people, right? Yeah. yeah. 
I don't I don't expect you to have the solutions, right? Because even myself, I'm gonna I'm gonna join a protest tomorrow, but I haven't done no protest yet because I'll be at night thinking to myself, what is the best course of action, right? What can we do? Like to me, it's it's, it's about making your dollar make sense, right? It's about voting. There's a lot of things. But I don't have all the answers. Like Kanye said, swear you don't got all the answers, right? So I get that. My thing about it is the difference between not having answers to the solutions and acting like there's not a problem out there. That's my problem, right? Because when things happen that affect the global community, everybody's vocal. White, black, whatever, you know what I'm saying? But at the same time, when the issues affect black and brown people, it seems like they, a lot of people who are so, supposed to be friends and people that you care about completely ignore the issue like it didn't happen, like it wasn't news. But, and, but hold on, let me finish that. But, so that's my issue. My thing about it is even all I, all I ask for, my, for, for those who consider themselves allies is solidarity with me. Say, so you know what, Mom? Oh. I, I know you're, I don't, I, I can't say that I know what you're going through because it's not me. But I stand with you. It's not right. It's wrong. Even even taking that stance that benign will make the racist people around you feel like, man, if Tim feels that way, maybe I should check myself. Because when more of us feel that way, it means nothing to me. But if Tim can feel that way, and it wasn't someone who looked like Tim who got assaulted, killed, etc., then it opens up the eyes to other people like, I need to revisit my stance. Go ahead, Mike. Um, nah, that what you were saying just um, it made me think of uh, the comedian. Um, I had sent it out. Michael Shea. Um, I think it was, huh? Michael Shea. What's his name? Michael Shea for Saturday Night Live. Three yeah, yeah, Michael Shea, Michael yeah. Shea. And, and, and I thought about it because I said we do it to ourselves. Like that one part where he was like, um, he said. When people talk about slavery and stuff, they be like, oh, that was 400 years ago. You know what I'm saying? We say that to ourselves, like, don't let that hold you back. I understand that. They be like, well, get over it. Or, or this happened and, and this is holding me back. And, and they be like, get over it. But you mentioned 9-11, which happened in 2001. It's never, never forget. forget. Never forget. It's never forget. So you don't ne never forget is the slogan for that. Because because but, nine eleven and we don't want to we don't want to discredit nine eleven right because that's a that's, that's a tragedy. But it's honorable. It's honorable to uh, slavery ain't honorable because it's just dealing with us. So it's honorable. Nine eleven will never be forgotten because it's considered honorable or you know what I mean. And and that's quote unquote. You know it is what it is. Slavery is just. It was done. It was done to the country. That was a violation of the country. That's what I'm saying. Slavery and, and this injustice is a violation to a certain group. Yes. <laughs> you know so, what I'm saying? So for, so, so, so for the people who say that, right, get over slavery and stuff like that. So my thing is, let's let's pass a mandate. If your family has prospered due to slavery, to had adventure due to slavery, you don't even have to give us black people money. Give up your land and your wealth that was derived that to the Native Americans who country who country you stole. Let's 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 start over. Let's start fresh since they. No, it still baffles me because I saw a list of all the different groups um, and not only in other nations and other other countries here in the United States that were paid reparations for things that were done against them, right? And it's only us that reparations. 
Jewish people got reparations. The Italian people got reparations. The Irish people got reparations. Asian people got reparations. All, for all issues that, you know, sometimes the country wasn't even the main culprits of it. We still send money to Israel on a yearly basis. I'm talking about billions of dollars to Israel because of Holocaust-type situations. But people who are still here, who, why? who, who did that's, it to That's what I'm saying. Everybody can get reparations Bob, except for us. I don't Bob. understand that. Bob Johnson from BET. He said 14 trillion. He, he was like, we need to get 14 trillion dollars. He was just on the breakfast up explaining it. And I was like, 14 trillion dollars? That's a lot of money. But when he explained it to me, I'm like, damn, he's right. Because it's... it's it, 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 How can any white person ever yeah. call a black person lazy? It, it, How can you call... You got years and years of free labor. This you know, country it, was it, built it's just, on our back. It's just crazy how it's... 20. I haven't got enough vacation to make up for all of that. <laughs> I shouldn't have to work for 25 years just to get started. <laughs> Mike, it's just crazy. Come it's on, crazy. let's be serious. It's just crazy how it's 2020 and, and, and things has never changed. It's like, it's never going to change. And then the problem is us being as parents... No, don't say that. Don't say it's never gonna change. And I, okay, I wouldn't say it's never gonna change, but it seemed it seemed like a long time. And you being a parent, me being a parent, just in general, you don't even have to be a parent. Just educating your daughters or whatever, just knowing that there's certain things they're gonna be held accountable for, and they're not gonna know why. Because That's the thing of, I struggle with. What, because like oh, let me let me finish what I'm saying. Because of the because of stuff like this, like. To explain it to your 17-year-old or any of your kids, and they're like, you know, they see what's going on, but they, they might have white friends, and they might have, you know, and they think everything's okay. They're never going to know until they be put into a situation, oh, I see why daddy's talking about what daddy's talking about now. Yeah. You understand? And, it's and it breaks your heart. And it's scary right? to me because I don't want to, like, my, my daughter, you don't want to teach your children to be prejudiced yes, that's what or, or, or hate on hate white people. Like my daughter, I got to teach you the history. My daughter, you got to teach them to be alert to my, look out my for certain daughter, things. My daughter, who she go to school, one of her best friends, like quote unquote, is this white little white boy, and the parents are they they came to her party like they hella cool and everything. But I'm thinking to myself is like, and I'm not a racist, and you know I've been around a lot of white people and I have white friends and stuff, but. I want my daughter to marry a black man. Well, it's not racist if that's what you want. No, 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 no. I'm just saying in general, but I, yeah. I, I, it's going to be hard for me to explain certain situations when she get caught up, because everybody get caught up. Everybody been in a situation like, oh, really? That's what's going on right now? Even in the work, even in the work environment. Mm -hmm. You don't even have to know to see, I, I see what's going on here. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, it don't take a rocket science to pick up what just happened. And, you know what I'm saying? And let me add one more thing to that. It's the country and the, the way of life has been so bad. When shit happens to you, you just, you're so confused sometimes. You're like, damn, did this happen to me because I'm black? Like, you, even when you don't want to believe that it's racism and stuff like that, the fact that it's just so systemically happens all the time, sometimes you're like, it doesn't make no sense to you that why certain things happen to you, except for that you're, you're, you're black. Let me give you an example. I'm having a conversation, like I said, with, with a cop friend. And the lady, <laughs> the lady in the wheelchair who was protecting the looters from Target, and she said that all these black people attacked her. I don't know. It, this happened in Minnesota. I heard they have it. a video clip of it. I'm watching the video clip of it. 
a white lady walks out with bags of items from the Target, walks right by the lady in the wheelchair, she says nothing. As soon as a black person comes out with something, she rams her wheelchair in front of them, then she pulls out her knife and starts to try to, to, to quote unquote, Damn. defend the Target. My thing is, two seconds before that person came out, she seen a white lady with two bagfuls of stuff walk right by her and said nothing. And I said to myself, and then the person tells me like, oh, so it's okay that the black people started beating on the lady in the wheelchair? I said, my G, she pulled out a knife and started stabbing at them. And she used her wheelchair to ram into them. But you're, you're, you're telling me, oh, but they assaulted her. But you know- That's the point. It's if you're in a wheelchair or not. If you got a weapon, then you're, you, you can be assaulted. Right. You can be you know assaulted. What? You know, this is not a time, listen, Honestly, though, this is not time to get frustrated at your white friends and 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 attack them or feel feel some kind of way. You can find you feel you just evaluate what's going on in their head and what statements they give you to know if you're gonna be friends with them long term. Cause this is the time you you, you gotta make a cutoff point with them, okay? And no real talk. Cause even when you said you have to protest, and you like you, it's kind of weird. You see white people say Black Lives Matter and all this whatever too. But then it's not the wrong with to say you know what. I see you here for the cause, but what, what's your issue on it? Just, you know, just ask a simple question. If they, if they don't answer, opinion. yeah, if they don't answer, it's fine too. But if they give you an answer, then you be like, then you know where they stand. It's, That's it's, one of the things. There were two things I was going to say that I regret during the uh, protest. One was after it was done, I walked past like a, a group of um, NYPD and most of them was white, whatever. And I wanted to talk to one of the white officers and just ask him, like, you know, what do you think about this 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 protest? And, How do you and feel you, about and this? And you know what, you know though, that was your time. And you know, it's a lot going on. You 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 protested. You 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 do. You had a good cause or two. But that was your time to get the questions that you needed to so you so you wouldn't have to be. You could be less frustrated to see yeah. what's going on because. Like I said, it's every. Or oh, I could be more justified depending that, on his that's, answer. That too, but like, <laughs> like you said, every cop is not a bad cop, right? Because yeah. we all got cop friends that that are pretty solid people, and you know we we don't. It's so crazy because it's like you throwing them in the ring of fire too, because you're just like, man, our attitude right now is fuck them all. I don't listen. That, that, I know. Just, I know who we should have had on the show. <laughs> we should have had uh, what's the name on the show? Um, Reggie. Reggie, Reggie, yeah. Oh, he, he, won't he, he, he won't do it. He won't do it. He won't do it. He won't do it. Oh, because I dog. have plenty of cop friends who I watch dog. the show, but they say I can't dog. do your show. I had, you know I, listen, I got about eight friends. Even, even, well, I had one that, I, that, 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 that would have, that farmer was an ex-cop. Farmer was a rebel. I know, farmer, your farm. farmer don't give a fuck, so he'd do it. But I had one of the cop friends. He He's a cop in PA, whatever, too. He's like, yo, he's like, yo, Cliff, any other things? You already know how I'm playing for you. I would did it with this right here. I can't do because it, it'd be the simplest thing. The job is micromanaging every police officer right now, whatever they do. So I get it. I'm they not say to, that, but a lot of them get away no, with being no, KKK what, people what, pretty free. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> what I'm saying is... I know I hear you. I hear what you're saying. Yeah, I'm not but, trying to put anybody under the microscope. With it. But you definitely should ask your questions, Mike. And you're the type of person that speaks up, so I'm, I'm shocked you never didn't... You didn't ask not one white person. I don't but know. Lesson learned. We'll, 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 we'll get yeah. We have short amount of period of time, so I want to like reel it into so we can uh, ask some other questions. Second question: Is it okay to disagree? Uh, it's okay to disagree, but when people you love don't care about the issues affecting you, does it change how you feel about them? Right? 
and it's tough, right? Because sometimes, you know, I'll have conversations, my wife, other people, and it's, it's like, you know, she, she feels concerned because she realized that because of the way I look and stuff like that, that I can be a victim of it, you know what I'm saying? But at the same time, sometimes people you talk to, they're not as, it doesn't bother them as much, you know what I'm saying? And it's just like, does that affect how you, you interact with people? Like, like we're talking about what our, what our, our non-Black and Latino mm -hmm. allies and friends and stuff like that. Like, you know, when they're just like, yeah, man, things are tough, but you got to get over it. Like, like for instance, I don't yeah. know if you watch Insecure. Do you yeah, guys watch Insecure? Mike, you watch Insecure? Yeah, I watch Insecure. So when Molly went on the trip, right, and then the Asian, her, her Asian boyfriend's brother was just like, you know, sometimes you can't be that angry. You got to let it go, you know? Some people will tell you how you to feel, and it doesn't bother them as much. Does that change how you feel about them? To me, it hurts me, but I have to, I have to also understand that God created us all differently. And you should love people for their actions and the way they treat you, but sometimes they're not going to see, see it and feel I, it the way you feel it. What do you think? I think it doesn't, it shouldn't change the way you interact with them, but you definitely should evaluate where their political stands or whatever they stand for, right? Because at the end of the day, I feel like everybody, everybody got a form of racism, whether it's good or bad, right? Like, we have no good we, racism. No, no, it's no good racism. I'm just There's saying. biases, acceptable but, 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 biases, and I mean, not acceptable biases. It's no bias. good racism. What I'm saying is, it, I feel like in certain things, when it's with, with, it, with issues, with certain issues, everybody has their favorite of what is right and what is wrong. So sometimes people are like, oh, it's not a big deal, whatever, too, because it doesn't affect their own. Like you, your wife is Puerto Rican. Mm -hmm. So if it was a Puerto Rican man on the floor, not to say, and we love kids, you know, we're not trying to bring that into the situation. If it was a Puerto Rican man on the floor and that happened too, just to say, not saying she was involved that you think the response would be the same? She's non-controversial. So she'll, she'll, she'll be like, it's messed up that it's happening and stuff like that. But you, I don't think she's going to go protest the way I want to go protest. You know what I'm saying? But at the same time, you know, it hurts. But yeah. the reason you got that urge and the reason I went out there and protested is because it's like, we in our late 30s now, right? We're in our late 30s, which is not really, really that old. But how many of these situations have we seen? How I was like, we it's amazing. experience in this shit. It's I can't imagine being like 50, 55 right now. And, and, and this is just like, this has been going on for so long. So many people have died. So many people have died. Like in, in, in 92, um, with Rodney King, I, I was 10 years old, right? So the verdict, I think, took like a year. 93, whatever, whatever, yeah, it might have came out later in 92. Yeah, them cops getting off. I was like, I was too young to recognize or understand what was going on. I knew about there was riots in LA, you know what I'm saying? But I ain't know, like, really, I just knew it was wrong. I was like, damn, I was like, these four cops beat up the black man, on, and it was recorded. How did he get off, you know? But that, that got, that got, um. Uh, I guess covered up in the media by the OJ trial and all that other stuff. You know what I'm saying? It's always something that comes along to like cover some shit up. Yeah. Um, but this, this is this is not gonna go away, right? And, and it never should go away. And I want to say something that 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 irked me because I I know y'all probably seen the video of the the the. the I don't know if she was young or not, but the black girl, and she was saying how George Floyd is not a martyr, 
Candace Owens. I hate Candace Owens. Candace Owens, right? This chick. And I'm like, it's funny because she mentioned George Floyd and his past and how bad of a person he supposedly was. Oh, he's not a martyr. He's not a martyr. But she didn't mention Tamir Rice. She didn't mention Trayvon Martin. Yeah. It's not just black men that's out here getting killed. Our black boys, our women. And our woman, Breonna Taylor. Breonna Taylor should get similar energy, and she like, does. Why, why, why didn't she mention that? That's what I'm saying. Why, don't don't, don't spe- specify a certain person. And George Floyd is not a martyr. And he is not the, the main and sole reason why all of this is going on. What he is, is the match. He's the match that lit the, lit the already um, doused in gasoline house. Yeah. The house is already covered in gas. And it, it needs a match. It w- it, he, he's, he's the baseline of how many times you're going to fucking slap a black man in the face and they just get away with it. Yeah. Like, you know, and, and, and there's nothing to talk about. This time around, we, we, we're, not, we're not going for it. That's, that's what the protest movement is It's like, enough is enough. If you don't want to hear us, we're we, we, we taking another, another route. So that, that's, what, that's what's going on. Like, that's, the looting and the rioting, I was... I was um... I'm not. I'm not for stealing, right? I'm never. I'm not a thief, and I don't believe you should destroy uh, uh, another man's property, right? But at the same time, I, I listened to this video of this young lady, and she was saying, "We we tried the peaceful route, all right? If, if somebody continually tries to speak sense into you or, or justify a cause by, by talking to you and having you hear them out peacefully." And it falls on deaf ears, right? Yeah. Um, I might have to get violent because that seems to be the only language you speak. You see what I'm saying? I want you America to hear me. God, that's the language they spoke to get their freedom. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? The revolution, you know, uh, bro- the uh, Boston Tea Party, all those kind of things. But, but, but quote unquote, because it's, it's in the history book, it's considered classy. And you ain't got no, you ain't got no. It's considered patriotic when they go, when it's patriotic. You ain't got no Black Panthers in no fucking uh, textbooks or anything that talks about this and that. So if it is considered a way that Americans feel like it's acceptable, it's cool. But you know, to going back to the question you asked, um, if you got friends that brush it off, you know, you know, like, you still value their friendship. You just know certain aspects. You can't have that conversation with them because it's a red flag for them. It's not comfortable for them. So you just look at it as that, you know, because you can't force everybody to have a conversation with you about this kind of issue, yeah. right? That's how I look at it. That's why I stand with it. Like, you know, even um, yesterday, I got a, a supervisor. We was talking about it, and... She was asking me questions just from my perspective. And, 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 um, and I was like, oh, um, she was just, you know, she just wanted to be more educated. And I said, Dr. Harris, you know, um, I, sorry, uh, it doesn't matter. I said that um, I was explaining the situation to her and she understand 100% what I was talking about. But, you know, even as we left for the day, she was like, are you educating me on something I just didn't know? You know, so it's okay when when people ask you, it's okay to talk about it and give an explanation uh, explanation about it. But if they don't want to talk about it, being silent or whatever, it shouldn't affect your friendship. Yeah, you know. Yeah, but at the same time, it sort of it sort of goes back to what I was saying earlier. 
if you're for me, I need you to be for me all the way, not just in the ways that suit you and make you comfortable. I need you to be able also to get uncomfortable, also to like kind of, don't get it twisted. I don't expect all the, you know, all my allies to be out there protesting and doing things for me that, that you don't expect from me. But my thing about it is understand that this hurts me deeply. Even though George Floyd wasn't my family, George Floyd looks like he could be my family. George Floyd feels like people I know. I grew up with people who look like George Floyd. George Floyd are, are, are like some of my friends. You know what I'm saying? We have friends who are, are big and look like George Floyd, especially because we have a lot of basketball friends and stuff like that. George Floyd was a former athlete. My thing is compassion. I just need you to show compassion. I need you to understand that this affects me and you can't just brush it under the rug. So the next question on this topic is, because we're going to end the show at 6.30, so we have a couple more minutes, is remaining silent, is it is the fear of saying something the wrong thing or is not caring? Like, do you think that they're more, like Clifford said, sometimes they're not educated, it's more of a fear of saying the wrong thing, or sometimes it's a lack of caring? What do you think? Honestly, Honestly I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know what it is, and I don't care at this point. I don't, I don't care. That's, that's not for me to worry about. And, and, and I would hope it's maybe because you just feel so clueless to the situation that you can't say anything as opposed to you not feeling, having any feelings on it. But even that, the ignorance is then, I'm like, come on, man. Yeah. yeah. Come on. Because my thing, my whole thing with it is just like, if I can compare it, um, make an analogy like, if you come to me and say, oh, my family's under attack. We're under attack by such and such, whatever. My family's under attack. And I say to you, oh, I'm sorry to hear that, but I hope, I hope you, you know, find your way out of that or, or, or your family's okay. You're not my friend. Yeah. A real friend is going to be like, well, how can I help you? How can I help protect you and your family? Yeah. My family's under attack and you... You don't know. I may not be able to go into specifics why, but you're like, oh, um, I hope you even if it even if it's not 100 percent safe, you could say, is there anything I could do for you? That shows yeah. a general olive branch of you know what I'm. I'm trying to show that I have compassion for you. Yeah. What do you think? So, is it fair of saying something wrong or not caring about if when 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 people outside of your community remain silent, but they're your friends? Is it a fear of saying something wrong? You kind of said that earlier, but it's not confirmation. Yeah, like or, or not caring. Um, I don't. I like like I said. I try to look at the standpoint of if you don't speak on it with me, I feel like you know you 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 saying silent, which is which is not okay, whatever. But if you don't want to talk about it and you want to just you know have our friendship for what it is, then don't speak on it because the wrong thing you might also I might also look at you like. So, so what are we doing here, right? Yeah. <laughs> that one is that wrong, that wrong, that nah, one. you don't wanna. Hold on, wanna. That, one, this, that one statement could be like, what are we doing here? This is how you felt the whole time? This, 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 I don't care what, you, what, what it is. There's always been a situation where one friend says something to you like, oh, okay, this is, this is, this is how we think about it. It's a tough time right now, right? We all fired up, all of us. If you are African-American black man right now and you are not fired up or you're not passionate about talking about anything that's going on right now, and that's just, and you feel like, you know, sometimes people are in certain places, they feel like 
That ain't me. Fuck it. It is what it is. I'm I'm getting money. You know I'm rich. I'm doing this. That that's for the. You know, this is how people talk sometimes. That's for the people that ain't that ain't got money. That's who's that's who's happening. That ain't gonna happen to me. But that's why it. That's why it's important. Somebody who has a platform to speak up. The Jay Z. The Puff Daddy. Anybody, any, if you got the even Oprah. Michael, even Michael Jordan says something. The Oprah, the Oprah, <laughs> the Bob Johnson, the Tyler Perry. Anybody who got some significance in African-American community and people respect to that point, you got to speak up because enough is enough. Gail King, whatever, even to meet a Gail King on her side, whatever. You can't just say, sometimes you can't just worry about your job. Yeah. You got to worry about, you know what? This is getting out of control. Because when you're on that platform already, you made it this way, this way, this way, you're going to make it again somewhere else, somewhere else. Yeah. So when you're a political Especially figure... Especially when your wealth is not yeah, in question. Yeah, when, when your wealth is not in question and you're a political figure, you're not, and, and you're somebody who, who celebrities, they look up to and you got a platform. I, one thing we'll say, I can never call Nick Cannon a clown because Nick Cannon is always on the front line when it comes to stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Always on the front line. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. More than most. Yeah, and, and, and I totally agree. I always I always say, like, you know what? I, I don't understand the people who, who, who are, like, you know, passionate about these issues. And, like, well, don't get it twisted. I, I don't watch nobody's pocket, right? I'm not going to tell Will Smith and Jay-Z and all these people who have money what they need to do with their money. I don't talk about that. But my thing, what I always kind of find funny is, is if speaking out, May may take your brand, may quote unquote hit your brand with certain people and stuff like that, but at the same time your well being is not affected. You have generational wealth and stuff like that. Like to me, it's like what are you really losing? You might be not as popular as before, but you ain't gonna go broke. You know yeah. what I'm saying? And, and you're still gonna be able to feed your family. You're still gonna be able to have that power. That's that's why I respected the stars of yesteryear, the Harry Belafonte's, those people, the Sidney Portiers, the people of that generation, they weren't getting money like the money we're talking about. Like some of these people were in movies and they still had to have jobs outside of the movie because they wasn't making crazy money like that. But they still took the time out. That's the real sacrifice. You know what I'm saying? That's the real sacrifice. To me, it's just like nowadays, our celebrities feel like if they did a tweet and a hashtag, they did enough and, and it's all good. You know what I'm saying? I want to do discuss the next topic, but you know we're coming at the end of time. I I, I want to give us enough time because the next topic we was was gonna discuss is what's next when the process stops, right? But I feel it's a disjustice to give it five minutes and then not like we need to really deep dive in that, right? So we just know that next week we're gonna pick back up about that, like when the protests stop, what's next? And I'm sure, it's financial. It's financial protest. Financial. It, it, it's organization. It's voting. It's a lot of things. But I want us to have in-depth conversation about that. So we're going to end the show like that. Another great episode. Thank you, brothers, for giving your voice. You know what I'm saying? And let your voice be heard. Mike, give a shout out before we close out. Um, not really a shout out. I just want to, you know, tell all of our people, um, all of our brothers and sisters, right? We have to be consistent. We have to be consistent. We fired up now. We gotta stay that way. You know what I mean? We gotta we gotta practice what we preach. You know what I'm saying? They always gonna try to twist it and say something like, Oh, well, you guys are killing each other and da da da. No, you gotta be out here letting them know that we care about each other, we support each other, we love each other. All right. You must you don't have to love us 
You know, you don't have to love black people, but you must respect us. You know what I'm saying? You must give us the same respect you give any other human being, right? We need to be treated equally. If you're going to quote unquote un say that this is the land of the free and, and, and this is the place where equality is part of the um, foundation. Nah, let's, let's, let's be honest and say our foundation is flawed. This country was built on the back of slaves, okay? So the foundation is fractured. But we don't have to keep it that way, all right? We can say, yeah, we started out for a bad place, and now we're, we're, we're at a better place. But if you want to continue to deny where we came from, and you want to continue to treat us as second-class citizens... Then you just support the status quo. And expect it to get ugly. I don't even really want to do no shout outs, but you know, what's next is, I want I wanted to really go back to like, you know, when we were younger to, to community centers, when we was taught certain things, like, cause it's not about us really. It's more for the next generation. We need to stop the cycle now. So they don't have to feel the anger we feel. Mm -hmm. And then we could raise them to be young black women, young black men the proper way. Like we confused cause we like, yo, 92, all, yo, it's been 20, like, all this, all this time. Our whole, our whole lives. Our and whole lives. And stuff is still going on. So I want to, I want us to have more community centers where we have these programs that we, we talk to the youth. Also, mental health workshops, different things. We so can save some of that for next week. I, I, definitely, I definitely will, but I know I got to put it out there. Like, that's important. We talk for the next generation. If you don't want to do it for your generation, do it for your youth and your kids and the, the next upping young black women, young black men. It don't have to just be black people, minorities in general. So we can stop the cycle. So this could be enough is enough and we can educate them. Yeah. You know, volunteer your time, you know, volunteer your time properly. That's all. Yeah. I agree with everything that my brother Cliff, my brother Mike has said. And then, you know, I, I totally agree. We have to focus our energy and not necessarily what satisfies us, but what's going to make our future generation have a better life. Our, our grandparents and our parents sacrificed for us. They went through the civil rights movement. They went through Jim Crow. They went through certain things to us to have a better standard of life. And now we have to take what they did and take it to that next level. We have to take some of the things that Barack Obama wanted to get done, but wasn't able to do. And we have to fight to make sure our next person we elect as president keep the energy and progressiveness, right? Because we, we all know we took a big step back these last four years under Trump, where he has devised this country, where he has made people, racist people feel empowered, whether he believes that was, that's his legacy or not. That's his legacy as a president. You know what I'm saying? He didn't make any economical change that changed people's lives. He didn't do any policies that changed healthcare. He didn't do any policies that changed infrastructure. He promised a wall that he didn't get done. So a lot of his people are upset that there's no wall. Ironically, he built a wall around the White House, putting fences around the White House because shit got hot when the protesters got too close to his front door. So as tough as he talked, he built the wall around the White House, not around the country, like he said. But the last token I want to say is I am trying to really think about ways that we could change. I'm starting a movement called Love Us, right? And it's an acronym. Let's organize, vote, empower, unify, and speak out. Let's love us, you know what I'm saying? And I'm gonna slowly, as, as we get further and further into the summer, into it kind of build upon love us, you know? 
We got to have certain movements where we strategize and strategically plan what's next, right? Because when the pro protests stop, we don't want to lose all the momentum in the community, right? Because we can't continue to protest. We could always continue to protest, but with the riot and the looting, we know that that kind of energy has to die down somewhere. So we got to find out what's the next strategic plan to let our voices be heard. The beautiful thing about, if you could say beautiful with all this ugliness is, we're in election year. So this riled up energy that we had is not necessarily just on who we're going to vote for president, but it's the other offices. It's demanding certain things. The it's local offices. Vote, I need this from you. And finally, we need to also find out who, who has our best interests, who are speaking to what we need and supporting those people. A lot of times, we only know about Joe Biden and Trump. We don't know about the sub-positions, the Congress, the Senate, the House. What's the platform they stand for? We have to educate ourselves on those things because we realized that we went so strong for Obama, but we didn't see who was the Congress he had to deal with, who was the Senate he had to deal with. And he got blackballed so much while he was in office because the other people who was there wasn't supporting the things he wanted done. So I'm going to end it on that. Like I always say, we got to go out there and chase our legacy and not our liabilities, right? We see how important our legacy is, right? Because we see that, you know what? God, God bless the dead. George Floyd, he didn't know that, you know, that day he was going to die and change the world. You know what I'm saying? As sad as his is, his death has a legacy that's going to be so strong. And, and, and I know his family would much rather have him here. But to know that in death, your life means so much more and it's changing the world, you know, that's what I call a beautiful blessing in a bad situation, right? So we, we can't let George Floyd die in vain. We can't let our people continue to die in vain and not use that energy to, to spark a change. And change has to come not only necessarily in protest, but economically and also in our vote. And we'll talk more about that next week. We out. Peace. Views.